fucking deep. I like it. These guys are jerks. Fucking deep. Bless you, boys. Young men expressing themselves. Unbelievable. Fucking deep. Put it in deep. And Mike Tyson all over Roy Jones Jr. Snoop. This shit like two of my uncles fighting at the barbecue. <laughs> get, get your uncle out of here. Get him out. You, you don't meet me in the backyard. I'm tired of this shit. Come on. Get, 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 get up in there, there, Roy. Shit. In and out. Evander Kane, San Jose Sharks. What now? What no is that exactly? There's a, some sort of fish, an aquatic animal, who lives in San Jose. Yo, Jake Paul, I'd wreck you. Easy to beat up guys with no experience and much smaller. What the fuck are you doing? Put him on the list. Put him. On, I'll do it. This Jake Paul versus Evander Kane is that a headline fight? How many buys does that get? How many? Not that many. No, right? I don't no, know who Evander Kane. Is. No, exactly. So we'll go through it again. I'll put another. I'll a quarter million down this time. Logan Paul. Take the mop off your head and wipe the floor with you. Alright fans, welcome back. Pucks Indeed Podcast. Josh Coleman, Adam Lesko. It's been a while, Lesko, but you're standing in front of me. We're in the nice warm garage now. And uh, you look ready to go, my friend. Oh, you know I'm dialed in. You're always dialed in. It's true. I... We were doing our test right before going live, and I just ran the recording as I normally do every week just to make sure everything sounds great here on episode 71 of the Pucks and Deep podcast, and uh, we were just raging, and I was like, man, we should use this sometime, somehow, some way, and you told me to save it, so I did, so maybe we'll save it for a rainy day, but the levels look good. I'm glad to be back. We got a ton of stuff to get to. Find us on Twitter at Coleman42 at Let's Go Adam. And I don't even really know where I want to go. I feel like we should probably just go right to the right to the fights. And and, and maybe the, the the possible fights in the future. What a great thing to have hanging out Saturday night. There's like no sports going on. Postmasters hangover, we'll call it. <laughs> Even g- Formula One finished their season a little while ago. If you're into that shit, oh heavens no! But uh, yeah, it was it was cool. Like uh, you just we talked about it before, but having Mike Tyson, you know, 54 whatever he is or not, it was cool to see him throw him. Uh, you saw little little doses of that blazing speed remnants of 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 who he was out there. I thought it was unfortunate, that, you know, the way it ended and and how long it went. I, I I imagine in these fight situations, you're always looking for the big knockout or something. But I I'm just a Mike Tyson fan in general, so I thought it was cool to see him box again. Yeah, I watched as much of it as I could. I'll ask you, did you pay for it? No. Yeah. See, I didn't either. Um, I I kind of maybe feel a little bad for everyone that did because I just, I don't know if it was, I'm just not a hardcore boxing guy enough. Yeah. Okay. It, I find that the yeah. value for money is not great. I, I agree. And and you mentioned the knockout, you, you know, you're looking for a knockout. Am I mistaken? Did they change it? But I had read that they weren't allowed to knock each other out. And then I guess that rule was changed because it's stupid. Yeah. That was on the initial slate. But then they also said no winner will be declared. 
and Ve- it wasn't a betting thing in Vegas. Did well, that was, also change? There was betting there on was it. There was betting. Going into it. So the lack of a winner would really cause some But heat, that's what think. I'm saying. The first, the first little post that I saw on the fight that made me immediately uninterested were three things. No knockouts allowed. No winner declared. And any open cut will end the fight. Now, that's probably a COVID thing, I guess, maybe. But it can't be a COVID thing, let's go. Oh, and he's bleeding on me. Like, as we're sweating and spitting on each other as we're boxing. You know, if these guys didn't need the money, it probably would have been for charity. Like, that's the kind of fight it was. It wasn't meant to be a, oh, who's going to win fight. And I think Jones and Tyson would tell you that off the record. But why? Because it was just about... It's just about getting, getting Tyson back, back in the, in the ring. ring. And, like, Tyson, this was so unique because you couldn't, contrary to other fights, you didn't just go and order it through your cable provider. It was being streamed through this website that I can't recall the name. It escapes me at the moment. But it, <laughs> it through, like, his channel on this website, which is, like, supposed to be a, a TikTok competitor or something like that. I can't keep up with all these video apps. But Dude, not the way only- they delivered the, the fight was so different that – that I'm pretty sure Tyson was calling the shots for the majority of what was going down here. That makes How many sense, fights yeah. have, have a fucking YouTube guy beating the shit out of a, a, a former dunk competition winner in the NBA, <laughs> and you've got Snoop Dogg calling a fight? Like, you see how <laughs> different this whole thing was? I think Snoop made it worth It was about the money the and the entertainment, bucks. not about the sport. I love how... <laughs> like if you're a boxing purist you probably hated this whole production i love how not only did we both illegally stream the fight we can't even name the actual website or that's how far i got to looking into <laughs> watching it legitimately and paying money for it and because and i guess me it's just funny. being that guy like oh you got god you're not going to get got me so i'm not going to pay for this shit yeah and, no. and just the way that's just the way the world is now i mean we've got thousands of avenues to watch shit after it happened. And for something like that, seeing it live wasn't going to be monumentous enough for me. I wasn't like, I got to see it. I'm like, I will see it and it'll be cool when I do. I, uh, I only caught a little bit. Like I said, I did catch, um, most of the Paul, which Paul brother, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, no, no. Jake Paul is the guy that fought Nate. Okay. Correct. I'm correct in that, right? Is that correct? I'm pretty sure. Jake Paul is the one that knocked out Nate Robinson. We're making ourselves look like idiots here. But this Complete is this idiots. is how much I know, though. Yeah, really. Like, I'm not claiming to know a ton about this. I didn't even know who Jake Paul was. Yeah, it was Jake Paul. There we go. Yeah. Fact-checking here on the Pucks and Deep Podcast, episode 71. Yeah, for once. Listen, thanks a lot to everyone for, for jumping in. You know, thanks to our OG listeners uh, who have been tuning in to hear us rant and argue with each other and call each other names. It's been pretty fun, my friend. Let's go. We're over two years now. Did you know that? Like, that seems crazy. Established 2018, 2019, 2020. Like, it's great. We didn't release as many episodes as we did in 2019, but you listeners are absolutely gobbling it up. Our numbers flying through the roof, and I can't wait to see... I don't want to look ahead to 2021, but I'm just saying I can't wait to see what our next year is going to look like in terms of our growth and 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 our listeners and our fan base. We got such a great lineup coming here in the rest of the month of December. We got some guests lined up and into 2021 as well. 
Really, really looking forward to it. Totally off on a bit of a sidebar there, Lesko, but I'm just I'm grateful. I didn't want I didn't want to skip it. People make this worth doing. Yeah, I didn't want to skip it. And you know, to all those people, guys and gals that have snagged up some merch, I know we've sold a bunch of mugs and some hoodies. I think a few T-shirts as well. Quite a few of them. Like, you know, you people are you people. I watch myself there. Um, You know, you guys are really. You're not necessarily funding the show, but you're not hurting. I can tell you that much. And okay. I, I love the idea of, of people proudly listening to our podcast and repping our brand. I mean, it's just a hobby for you and I right now, right? And it's something that we are able to do throughout this COVID disaster. I'm sure there were 18,000 other podcasts that were created <laughs> at the same time. Hey, we got um, in ahead. We're pre-pandemic podcasts. Yeah, that's we're just true. out great. Yeah, I, that's I thought true. it was cool. I was listening to uh, uh, Don L. Rawlings and, and Joe Rogan the other day, and they were saying, like, there's nothing better set up than the podcast game in the pandemic because people are just sitting around with lots of time to listen to podcasts and people with podcasts are like, everybody's available to do your, your show. And so we're really trying to take advantage of that um, in the next little while for you guys. Uh, some great guests coming up in December is going to be great. Um, yeah, we, we performed really well. We've exceeded our expectations as far as, as, as you know, the growth of the show is concerned, but why is it that guys like, have you do you hear about Jake Paul before this past weekend? Uh, have you heard his name or knew anything about him? No. He's got like 20 million subscribers on YouTube or something like that. From 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 doing what? Like, like kick, he probably has in the balls. He like, probably has the biggest audience out of anybody fighting in that fight. Probably a bigger audience than Mike Tyson. Well, he's probably not as big as a household name as Mike Tyson in social media circles. In terms of being connected to your directly connected to your audience, because like I follow Tyson, for example, on Instagram and stuff like that. But these, but these characters who have come up with YouTube and Instagram and all that shit, they're massive, and it's hard for us to comprehend that some some guy who's just put himself out there for so long as, as that big of a platform. Cause like you heard, you heard the comments in the intro, right? He's talking about Evander Kane, like never heard of this guy. Like who is this guy? And you hear they were talking about it in the context of, is that a fight that you'd watch? Like, is that, is that going to draw in bias? Is that going to make me money? Because that previous event really was about making money. It, was, yes. was, it turned out he knocked out robinson and, and looked pretty badass you know and, and it's probably not what people expected people thinking like former pro athlete youtube nerd who's yeah. gonna win this fight right yeah and like the thing is if i'm if i'm paul okay and it, i don't know how big-headed this guy i don't i really know very little about him from what i other than what i see and read online in the news that just happens to grace my timeline but if i'm him i'm gonna look up some fight videos of Evander Kane before I make my full commitment to this decision because Evander Kane's one of those guys in the league that not a lot of guys in the NHL would fight. Okay. So if you can bare, bare knuckle box on skates, I, I don't really want to see how that guy does on his feet against me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I kind of do, but just to play devil's advocate though, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's too far out of left field. I was just going to say that maybe being on the ice is actually where Evander Kane does have superior fighting technique and skills against his other opponents who are also on skates. I think maybe if you put him on the ground, 
Well, that's where that's where Jake Paul or Logan Paul, sorry. And this one's Logan that's fighting now, right? That wants to fight. I'm getting confused. Uh, yeah. Who the fuck is who? What Logan the, Paul was in these what, internet brothers. But listen, <laughs> confirm this for me. Get your phone out and do a fact check. What? Where did Logan come into play? Logan came into play somewhere around. Is that right? Yeah, man. Because you had Reeves was chirping as well. Like yeah, it started with Kane, that. and then Reeves was chirping, and so was Robin Leonard. And I believe no, it's, J- it's Jake Paul that he was chirping. That Kane was chirping, I guess. Initially, yes, that that I know. Lost. But where did Logan Paul come into the picture? Didn't or maybe he just stood up for his bro and was and was dropping, you know, throwing some shade. Maybe that's what it is. Oh yeah, so it is Logan Paul that that Kane is talking about fighting, I guess. Oh, it is. Yes. <laughs> so you do it. have that straight. I do. Because I right. I was just looking at at Kane's Twitter and he, his his comments there about mopping the floor with your your head or whatever yeah that was uh i was directed at logan paul so anyway he's gonna fight i hope that he gets it's to fight one of these, these mop headed it's, it's not gonna happen you don't think so no so why do you think the, the, the team, nhl the would not allow it see that's a that's a that's a shit move by the nhl is it though like and this is this would be so typical nhl for them to shut it down like i think you're right i think they will but I think there's a lot to be gained from it if they would actually take a serious look at it. The reason why it's not going to happen is because, and I don't want to foreshadow or skip the whole show and get to something else that you have. I think you have it in the prep somewhere. But the reason why it's not going to happen is because the NHL is already balls deep into some lawsuit involving concussions. There's no way that they're going to be like, yeah, man, go ahead, fucking box this YouTube star and get punched in the face a bunch. They already don't want them doing that on the ice anymore. They're doing yeah, everything within do. their power to, I know, but they're doing everything within their power to limit sort this of, but not head really. trauma. Okay. Yeah, that's an argument uh, for another There's day. a whole other argument as to yeah. whether player safety is making It's not a good safe. look is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think it's a good look from the owner's perspective, and right. we're probably going to get on that later on in the episode, if we ever get off this fucking ban- ranting segment banter, whatever the fuck we're on right now, 15 minutes deep. Yeah, but- I, I I, don't think it happens, but it's unfortunate because just think of the NHL is always talking about growing the game, growing yeah. the game, growing the game, but it's they still have an antiquated way of looking at it. This I just I just told you how many subscribers this guy has twenty twenty and a half million or whatever it is and none of them probably even care about hockey probably I would guess <laughs> they, I would guess less than a million of them watch hockey well yeah like our hockey fans I was gonna say, say like percentage fans on like, like subscribers this guy yeah let's say ten percent or less right okay that's you, why they don't know who Evander you, Kane ex- is and you would expose and that's these guys don't know who Evander Kane is that's and I'm fair probably. 90% of the people who consume this guy's content regularly have no idea who Vander Kane is. Yes. So, but look at that. That's why you should say yes to something like this. Yeah, so from a marketing standpoint, I could not agree with you more. Like, I'm not worried. If I'm the San Jose Sarks, I'm honestly not worried about Vander Kane getting getting um, injured, seriously. Getting injured to the point where it's going to ruin his career. With 12-ounce gloves. Exactly. Like, the guy punches a guy... Punches guys in the face with his bare hands on skates. Okay, he's going to be in a ring in a controlled environment, boxing. So basically, like, like a YouTube. I say a YouTube star, but to me and you, some guy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. But a lot. who has access to a a huge audience that doesn't know a shit about hockey? <laughs> this guy fights people with his bare hands with blades on his feet. Yeah. So not and only- this guy posts videos of him running into a door he thought was open. Right. Like, so, so what kind of make audience your money? Place you your bets. Get? So, th- let's say it happens. What is the audience for this going to be? I'm going to guess a huge portion of hockey fans for sure, because hockey fans are going to want to see it. They're like, awesome, a hockey guy fi- fighting in a sanctioned fight. All the hockey the fans. Very cool. All right. Ninety percent of them. But you're going to have all these fans of fucking this YouTube guy and whoever other guys are on the card. Twenty million. Right. So you have all these people. When are you going to get direct access to that audience? Never. To even say Evander Kane from the San Jose Sharks weighing in at whatever, you're never going to get that opportunity. No event that the NHL could ever put on would give you that kind of exposure. Even though it's not hockey and there's no hockey happening whatsoever, it's just the association. But do you think that this opens Pandora's box and now you have NHL players who want to box each other, let's say. Oh yeah, we're gonna do it for charity. But meanwhile, I, I want to fight you and you want to fight me. And you know, we 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 can't really seem to ever get it done on the ice because of the time of the game and how fighting is really not a thing anymore where you just stage a fight. So I want to beat your ass. So they like, are we opening Pandora's box for anyone who just wants to beat somebody up to just fucking throw their name in a hat and go fight against each other? I, or, I and and if, that, like, if that's the case, let's go. Is that even a problem? You got to Or think, is that a good thing? I don't know. Like, I, don't know. I guess that's a different can of worms, but I, I understand from a Vander Kane's perspective and, and any player who would be willing to put themselves into something like this. It's definitely about money. Right, like you're not thinking. If Eric Kane's not like, oh, I'm gonna go grow the game of hockey in the boxing ring. Is that a consequence that that would happen? Of course. No, he's thinking about but money. He's thinking about money, yeah, and he's thinking about profile and brand. I mean, that's that's, that's who the he way. Is. That's the way the modern professional athlete thinks now. They're yes, they're thinking on the ice. My teammates, my team, success on the ice, but off the ice, they're looking at anything now. How do I grow how my brand? I, how do I grow my brand? How do I get bigger? And Evander, Evander Kane has that – he has the uh, the personality that of a guy. Like, I'm not surprised to see him do no, this. No, that's his M.O. Point. That's definitely it's, his it's M.O. It's right up his alley. And he, he's trained as a boxer. Like, he, he knows what he's doing. So he's not just some, you know, meathead tough guy in the NHL saying, I'll, I'll beat the shit out of you. You know how else you increase your brand? You wheel around with no – jersey on down in arizona with nice shorts and some sweet rollerblades did you see that photo shoot of, was our, looking good. of our boy like do you think that it's was like a good. hey you can snap some photos from my gram i'll just glide around here with my mustache you know blowing in the wind. i'm glad you brought that up because that is something that i actually have wondered before as i'm scrolling along because if i'm not mistaken it was the actual nhl twitter account or instagram account or whatever the fuck it was where that posted that it wasn't the Leafs or Austin so Matthews there was himself. Some, like, coordinated yeah, post. Well, that, I know Matthews posted on his Instagram. Oh, okay. So, well, I don't know what came first, who posted it where or what, right. but it, it does interest me at least on a small scale to know like how does how does that work? Like, does he 
tell someone that he's going to be out there? Do they do they purposely say, hey, we have a great idea. Why don't you wheel around with some nice rollerblades on and we can help sell? They're going to pay if you know fifteen grand or whatever to do it. Uh, or does he is he just there actually wheeling around like leisurely? That's what I want to know. I oh, want to know if he was doing there. It. it just turns like, into a content opportunity, right? I don't know if that's true. I th- I don't think he. I think he's doing something else. I don't think he's strapped else. on the blades and everything. Like it's not an ad for anything. <laughs> no. So he must have it's, been it, doing like, something. Exactly. He was out wheeling around. Snap, and he does like to do that. I, I, in a lot of uh, snapping around the roller puck. Yeah, and in a lot of interviews previously, he he alludes to playing roller hockey. Well, it's, in it's Arizona. big down in the southern yeah. U.S. because yeah. that's just easier to play. (laughs) There's a bit of a lack of ice down there. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. All right, my friend. Um, so we're, are you feeling it getting a little bit more chilly in here? I'm afraid to run the heater because I think it'll just it's be pretty loud. loud. It'll be it's pretty, got that big old friggin' Resner up there. But uh, the uh, Christmas is full full on here, as I'm sure you can see, rolling in with the Christmas lights on the garage now. Yeah, and I keep remembering. Do you still think it's early? Oh no, absolutely not. Like I am. I'm way hornier than usual for the Christmas season this year. <laughs> okay. And I think it's just from the lack of things to do and like joy in our lives la- joy. these days. Lack of like, joy. Like just give me – like I've been driving around the Christmas lights looking at I'm like, oh, wow. Like a, like a wondrous <laughs> child. I, I told my wife, I'm like, Christmas tree, Christmas tree. And okay, for the last two years, we've totally dropped the ball on Christmas. I think the year before, it was like the last day that you could go out and get a tree – like I went to the 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 ranch there. You you do the old wagon ride. That's blasphemous. There was no one else there. It was just us on this friggin' wagon ride. And like, a Charlie Brown tree left. And they had like none at the because sometimes you can just drive up and get them. They had none of those left. Oh like god, I buy over. those. They're gone. Yeah, no. I and we did the wagon ride. Slim pickings out in the out in the tree patch. So like this year, I'm like gung ho. I want decorations going. And she's like, nope. You have to at least wait till December. So I'm going this weekend. I'm cutting me down a nice tree. Why do you have to wait till December? Answer me the question. Oh, you don't have to. But why is that a thing? Why do people say, oh, you have to wait till December? First of all... I think a month is enough at the end of the Well, day. that's what I'm saying. First of all, it's December 25th. It's not like it's December 31st. We're not talking about New Year's. We're not celebrating New Year's on November 28th. We're celebrating the season that is Christmas. And if you look back in history... I'm pretty sure us growing up as children, let's go. We already had snow on the ground at this time in the year. Mo- most years, I would say. It would be a rare year where yeah. we didn't. Yeah, it's been a mild. Fuck, it used to snow on Halloween almost every year, for yeah, God's sake. It's been a mild. Well, global autumn. warming and all that stuff, we'll talk about that later. Or yeah, never. never. <laughs> uh, how, about, how about never? Never. But anyway, my point is, it gets cold, it gets chilly, you get a little bit of snow. Even if it goes away, the first time you get that little bit of snow, that for me is like... Christmas is on. The you first need- moment I see a snowflake, Christmas is on. And it's mostly because of my father, because every time a snowflake would happen, the first official snowflake of the season, he would call. And like when, when I lived in you know university and whatnot, he would call my like dorm and leave <laughs> a, an answering machine message with just music playing. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, you know, every year. So it became this thing, okay? Every time the snow comes down, it's fucking Christmas time. Like maybe not in October or something, but you know, it, it really does get, get me going. I I love Christmas. I'm one of those people. I love Christmas music. I have fantasized about recording a Christmas album. Okay. Like 
talk about dropping that little truth nugget here on the Pucks and Deep podcast. Uh, I love Christmas music. It's maybe the most fun music to like to sing because it's what just... What is your jam then for Christmas music? Like, oh, what, man, you're like, putting me on you, the spot, like, what bro. You, what's your go-to Christmas morning? Okay. What... What embodies it for you? Well, Bing Are Crosby. You, you're old school then. Bing Crosby, right? the the album White Christmas, okay? That is that is Christmas. Like but, I, I like that old that old timey like 50s, 60s. The crooners. The the big band and and the stuff like that. Yeah, the crooners, right? Yeah. Where the the vocals were really strong. Like I like some of the newer Christmas stuff that that you know has that poppy feel or whatever. Like they're upbeat and it's fun. Um, but honestly, like throwback talking mall music here, we're talking yeah. classic, classic Christmas yeah. tunes. throwback to Bing Crosby. But I think my favorite, like vocally speaking is probably Andy Williams and he's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. And he's also the other guy that's like, it's the holiday season. Like that's, that tune tell, is so good. I can tell how gung ho you are about it. Cause I've never so heard good. anybody rhyme off like not only the titles of the songs but who sung them because like I you know I've heard all the songs that you're referring to but I couldn't sit here and tell you like the artist and or like the OG artist behind the, the songs. OG yeah okay fair enough well, well I always, hey I'm not claiming the, to know who wrote these lyrics I know that a billion people have sang but them. who made them famous like uh, yeah. initially I guess that's the because point. that's the kind of shit that I yeah. like putting on is the old timey christmas music i don't know there's some feel-goodery in it for me yeah like how brenda lee rocked around the christmas tree right exactly and and wham gave you their heart last christmas and this time they ain't fucking doing that again yeah i feel like you should like dj christmas parties or something (laughs) oh man that is a side gig right there there's your next side hustle all right whenever parties become a thing again but you know what? I, I am looking forward to Christmas just because, like I said, I think we could all use the pick-me-up. And also because the fucking World Junior Championship is coming. Oh, that's such that a good point. That is coming. We know it's coming. I heard they had a little bit of COVID problems there going on with Ooh. Team Canada. But uh, a couple of the boys are in quarantine, I guess, right now. And they'll figure that out. I mean, we've seen sports plow through it. They're in tip-top shape. And Those boys will be fine. It seems that the NHL is really in a predicament right now, though. Um, sides have been quiet. There wasn't a lot of talk. Apparently, there was a recent conversation either yesterday or today, and we heard from Gary Bettman today as well, and things aren't looking great. And I think we already were getting that idea, given that it's December 2nd. We were There was all this talk of January 1st, but logistically speaking alone, January 1st already seems like it's not happening, right? What makes me, what angers me is that the report openly states that Bettman and the owners believe that January 1 is still a target date. Like, come on. You know, that's like, that's like expecting your Christmas gift that you ordered on December 23rd to arrive tomorrow. Right. Okay. It says one day delivery. But there's no chance. It's fucking Christmas time. Like yeah. you're not getting it. So the, the the comparison is there's no chance. It's still COVID season, and we're in a second wave or whatever you want to define it as. And there's just no chance that it's happening January one. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. Last week I flipped over to the dark side and I was telling multiple people that. I don't think that there's going to be a season. I even promised Ugh. someone on Twitter Ugh. that I was going to have a hard take. 
a hard take on this and say, I'm not going to tell you what I think, but you'll find out on the pod. And I was fully ready to record the pod, believing that there is not going to be a season. Now, I'll be completely honest with you, Lesko. I'm not fully off that wagon. So what does that look like? Because my understanding, based on the recent developments that occurred today, is that the NHL is not in a position to abandon the season for the reasons that they are currently trying to not renegotiate, as Gary Bettman said. They're not renegotiating. They're just asking for different financial arrangement, which I, 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 I don't really quite wrap my head around. Like I tried, to, I'm always trying to look at the other perspective and understand where they're coming from there. But I, I don't really get how how I know I know there's always a PR war to be won. But Batman really came out today and really said like, oh no, we're not renegotiating, just adjusting to different environments because of the assumptions they made at the time. But but I guess again back to the question I just asked you is what does that look like because from what it looks like to me is that the NHL doesn't have a legal leg to stand on for basically locking locking out over something they want and something that they've already contractually agreed to. Yeah, there's a fuck, there's a lot to unpack there. My I know friend. I said I said way too much I should have kept some. Um I kind of have to zone in on y- you saying that you weren't necessarily wrapping your mind around it. So like it if, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounded like as you were going about your answer or question or whatever it was there, <laughs> fucking Jeopardy here. Uh, like, are you thinking that this is a problem for one side or the other? Like, are you on one side or the other in this instance? Do you think the owners are ridiculous? Do you think the players need to pony up and realize that COVID is happening? Like, wh- where where are you on that? Because I, I, I've i got a pretty solid opinion after yeah. about a week of... So, uh, so where study. I am is I, I question what the NHL was thinking back in July because, and this is why specifically, and, and it's interesting because Batman cited force majeure today as... You know, circumstances beyond both parties' control that that um, fundamentally impacts the agreement. Dude, they did this in July. They didn't do this pre-COVID. They signed this deal in July. Yeah, but knowing dude, full well there was going to be a second wave, knowing full well that the second uh, and the next NHL season was going to be harder to pull off than the last one, knowing full well the circumstances were coming. And if they didn't, they chose to ignore it. So I don't understand how they didn't factor this into the equation and protect themselves or or jump over the hurdle that they're trying to jump over right now back in July. I think the answer to that is it the was fact a, that the, it is... They already Listen, knew. dude, COVID is probably the most fluid situation that our race has ever seen. I know, but everyone knew what was coming in the fall. They, everyone said there was going to be a second wave, like all the medical experts said. So there's no excuse for them not to factor that in. Yeah, no, no. That's I, what bothers me No about arguments it. there. I'm not... And so back to your question about picking a side, I honestly don't care. Don't care about this at all. I don't care who gets their money, when, which, where, as a, as a fan. I just want them to play hockey this year. All right. So right? the second so thing... I, nobody's right or wrong. I just... I don't understand why the NHL is trying to go back on something they just did knowing that they were going to have to restart a, uh, play again in another handful okay. of months. And, and I can tell you, in my opinion, I think the reason 
well, one of the reasons I'm sure why is because of the fact that I don't think that they anticipated not having any fans anywhere. But how could they have not have, is, I guess, is my, well, my concern. Well, for the bubble, fine. Okay, we're, we're doing the bubble because we have to. We're going to award yeah. the Stanley Cup. We're all on the same page. Yeah. But moving forward, I, I fully believe that they thought at the time that come January of 2021, we would have fans in seats, which I, I means know. revenue. I, I wonder what made them believe that. If that's well, what the they NFL, actually believe. The NFL did it. Yeah, the NHL, they've done it in some stadiums. They've, so if we're doing it in easy, some stadiums. It's easier for the NFL too because they only, they only play one game a week. Like there's so yeah, many less true. games. So and logistically, listen, I agree it's, with it's you. easier. I do agree with you I just in the don't sense know. that it doesn't make sense why they went back and all this other stuff. But at the very end of it all, what I feel is I'm not blaming the players and I'm not saying that the players just need to bend over and take it. The players are still going to get all of the money that they're supposed to get. It's just not going to come right away yeah. because given these circumstances, as you are saying, maybe they are not unforeseen, but I think they're slightly unforeseen in the sense that they didn't realize it was still going to be this bad and they were still not going to have fans in January and maybe not February. And what are we going to do? I'm just wondering We're going to lose so much money. So listen, guys, we can't pay you all these billions up front. We'll have to take a payment, like like a payment plan. We'll pay you 33.3333% now and then again later and then again. Like, let's just get back on the ice, man, and make this thing happen. This does not look good for anyone. No, it doesn't. These millionaires fighting over millions in a global pandemic where people can't even fucking get food and toilet paper and shit like it. It's crazy. This needs to stop. They need to come out tomorrow and say, we did it. We're sorry. We figured it out and we're getting back to the ice because with no news and then this news, it's been really shitty. Let's go. And I have not it's had been dark a, days. It's I been have dark. not had a time to be happy about the upcoming season and Joe Thornton being a leaf and all this stuff because I, I just need it to stop. It's got to stop. It's been hard to think about because we've been just sitting here kind of on the edge of our seats being like, what's coming, what's happening. But yeah, I just got to cycle back to my original point is that I just don't know what the NHL or the NHL owners believed, what made them believe that January 1st was going to be anything resembling normal. And okay, like they're... I, and I wonder if the wake-up call was perhaps post-bubble realizing, holy crap, not only we have no fans in the seats, but our ratings are down huge, okay? And one of the things they uh, attributed to was casual fans not tuning in. And we did mention this before, why we thought, and I still leave, believe to the day, the casual fans not tuning in in August. I'm a diehard fan. Right? I didn't tune in. Exactly. But um, <laughs> yeah, this I'm is, diehard, this is just a weird dark time because, and it's, it's unlike, it feels like the the dark spot before a lockout where teams aren't doing anything and you, you know, we thought we had labor peace. We, you know, we thought we had four years of labor peace and here we are today talking about the season, probably not starting January 1st and the PA and um, owners not being happy with each other right now. But everybody that you read, like all the pundits, all the journalists, all the followers, you know, all the insiders, they all seem to believe that it's going to happen just a matter of time. Yeah. And I'm wondering where all that optimism comes from. And, 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 and just to quickly add to that, 
you brought up something important earlier that I wanted to touch on the legality of it all. Yeah, this I, is something I wasn't really cer- certain about either, but you're bringing up something that I didn't know about the fact that, well, you already agreed to it. So too bad. You can't even I, lock us out. What happens there? I think that's the, the PA's position is that you, you can't cancel the season. And if you do, then we have a legal, we have a legal gripe with you, right? Because there, there is an agreement in place and I feel, and if I understand correctly from a legal standpoint, they don't have a valid argument because of the circumstances for which this agreement was negotiated. And they'd get full payment and the NHL wouldn't be making any bank from any TV deals or advertising or anything like that. And the PA must realize they're in a position of power. And something else that made me think of too was that you have to remember that a lot of the people who represent them on the PA are players who got fucked in the early 2000s when the salary cap was introduced. A lot of guys who work for the PA, former players, remember how bad they got it shafted when they took that lockout back in the day. That, that, the lockout screwed the players and they're the reason why we're in the situation we're in today. But I feel like everything that I read as far as the relationship between the two sides, post-2013 half-season lockout, it's been nothing but like... Great sunshine flowers. Uh, they've been more open with reporters and media. Um, you know, there's been some hard times, and like you said before, there is jockeying within the media to make yourself look like you know the better party. And hey, I want people to think that we're the good guys, and that you know the other guys are the bad guys. But generally speaking, it's been going really well. And the return to play slash CBA extension that happened back before we had our return to play, went so smoothly, let's go, we were just stroking them off left and right. Fucking Gary, Donald, everyone was just getting Everyone was getting Like, hey guys, well done. We were fucking clapping them on the back. After the show was over too, we were like, what a job. Like This was great. I didn't even watch, but what a great job. (laughs) And I know there was a bit of like cautious optimism coming into that whole thing because we're like, geez, if anybody can fuck this up, it's the NHL. And you but they argue, nailed it. Uh, yeah, as far from you know, fans, uh, uh, a good fans standpoint, I think they did the best they possibly could given the circumstances. And now they're totally undoing what they did. They, they're undoing the goodwill they built up with yeah. us fans, right? God damn because, it! Because you know the the business gets in the way of sport too often, right? And, and this is a, a time where it's like. I, I, I'm back in the, the mentality I had going into the return to play in the summer. Just get it done. Please just start playing. Like, yeah, I, I like figure it out. But even back then, let's go. I was confident that they were going to return to play. It was just a matter of how they were going to figure it out. I'm I never, I never once now. thought that they weren't going to come given back. given this news, like I, I still believe it's going to happen. And that's probably why no one's getting worked up at this point. Be, given the fact that from a legal standpoint, it appears that, they, they're, because there is an agreement in place that there's something to base it on and it would be a hell of a road for the owners to... like. I feel like the players in this situation probably have a ton of leverage because they're like, well, we pretty much got legally speaking and you can't afford to lose more money on TV. Which you so will. Let's, we're going to have to play. So then why not... Like, Why isn't this the year where we expand our advertising opportunities, i.e., jerseys i don't know that's why not that that this is probably not 
it's probably not a foreign conversation in the NHL. Like, what right is now. the fucking they, problem with an Asante Wealth Management logo that measures two inches by one inch, just like they have on the basketball jerseys? They're they're probably looking at all all revenue streams right now. They, they need it. Be. They have to be like they've got to find. They they're looking under rocks right now and and looking for all kinds of ideas. So I'm let's sure let's throw those out are, reverse retro jerseys that no. are mostly terrible. Man. <laughs> like is it does anything else say like we're hurting for money more than a league-wide coordinated r- retro release party online so bad and several of them are awful ours included oh my god the maple Leafs jersey is i don't even it i could it's just apparently right it's much better in real life i will say i've heard several uh, apparently it, it's much it better might in be, real life but I, I have a hard time getting past the gray yeah, and me too. it just looks it just looks Canadian Tire Clearance Rack. Like I, it's I giant, giant Tiger, tiger knockoff. Yeah. Like it just, that's all it reminds me of. You know, at, at, there are times in my life where either I feel like I'm a famous uh, you know, promoter or YouTube person like a social media star or something and then there are other times where it's like I just wish I had the following to get some of my good tweets out. But like I was watching the, how the Grinch stole Christmas, like the real life one, and like it was Jim Carrey. yeah, and that. it was the day of the jerseys being released, and it was the part where he's looking through the phone book and he's like, he's like, hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely, <laughs> and I thought that was so good, and I just tweeted immediately. I was like, like all of Twitter right now consuming the new retro jerseys and i was like this tweet is gonna blow up because it's super topical (laughs) and it's right on the money and it's kind of getting near christmas time you know and it had like three likes i think you were one of them (laughs) well you're welcome it's like come on man what do i gotta do to get myself out there i gotta be jake paul i guess you're not you're not paul enough and grow your hair out all right i gotta have two first names boxing i gotta have two first names yes there's a whole lot of things you're missing apparently so (laughs) Oh, yeah, that, that's what it felt like, though, because it seemed like the fan bases who were upset with the result uh, seemed to outweigh. I guess we're submersed in Leaf culture a bit, so I've definitely heard a lot more. I don't like it. Well, at first, like I remember saying the worst one is probably Detroit slash Leafs. Detroit was uh, as a it's practice jersey, a failure of a jersey. There's nothing. I, there's nothing. It's a practice jersey. It is a white jersey with gray stripes <laughs> I know. And, and a then, logo, and the same I, logo. I said the well, you can't change the winged wheel. Oh, of course not. But you could have done something with the jersey. But uh, and then I said the Ducks was really bad also. But then I I came around on the Ducks because I, I think the Ducks they're gonna is, look so dumb. It's so bad that it's good. You think? But it, they're gonna look like an East Coast or like Southern professional team out there or something. Like it is so. It was bad in the nineties. Like it's it's on those. T- <laughs> when you look up a top ten list of the worst jerseys of all time, that one is always in there. But you see, it's so bad that it's good. I guess, like, and it's, it's. I understand this is a one-year, <laughs> one-off. These, these will never. Most of them will never see the light of day again. Are you gonna buy any of them? Oh, dude, the mini no. one was sick. The mini one, 
was great. That color scheme is so underused. And the mini logo is mint. Yeah. One of my favorite logos. There's so much going it's on It's probably there. better than their real logo. There's a stream. And, well, then the real jersey. The, the coloration. Right? Yeah. yeah. The coloration is... I agree. It's a it's an underutilized color scheme. And Vegas had one. <laughs> oh, that one sucked yeah, too. Throwback to 2017. Oh, let's, let's take the smallest color on the jersey, red. I didn't even realize red was in the jersey. I had yeah, to look yeah. back. Yeah. And let's make it all red. It's a It's trim. like the, the blues one, too. Those blues jerseys sucked in 1996. Oh, let's make it all red, and it's going to be better? No, well, it looks worse. I don't know. That was kind of sharp. You know what one was really sharp, too? It was the Panthers. That classic logo is not mass- as bad as... The massive Panther, like, yeah. jumping out at you? Like, pretty sick. It's so non-hockey, non-traditional, but it's it's so 90s, too, and I I, I just like it. Well, I was just getting a phone call. Like it's there. one of the few uh, logos that's like heavily artistic. Yes, and not uh, like a lot of uh, hockey logos are, are traditional, basic, and a lot of sports teams have moved that way away from the tacky '90s Darkwing Ducks jumping on the ice. <laughs> I love Darkwing Duck. Um, Sorry, that's uh, Wild Wing. Yeah. What is your first thought when you see those Panthers unis? Uh, Van Beesbrook. Yeah, nice one. And Mine is the Steve rats. Barnes. Mine's the rats. the rats. Yeah. When they rain down Joe on Patrick Cop. Waugh. Joe Volkoff. Who else played on that? Uh, Scott Mellenby. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mellenby. A couple of... Uh, uh, Valerie Bure. Yes. There you go. Wow, look at you go. Yeah. Wow, I surprised how many 90s Panthers I could name. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, I think that's it, though. I'm tapping. All right. Peter All right. Worrell. Okay, now we're <laughs> scraping the barrel here. Scraping the barrel. We're scraping the barrel. I, right. I, okay, so let's talk about quickly, just quickly, cause, because I'm sure we got other shit to talk about, maybe. <laughs> but what jerseys did you like? Like, you were like, boom, if I was a fan, I'd probably strap one of those on. Oh, well, I just told you, mini. Mini, 100% yeah. 100% mini. Uh, I thought Washington did a great job. What was the other one I really with liked? With the classic logo. Fuck, there was another one that I, 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 I'm not going to waste time bringing that uh, up right the now. New York but there Rangers was another one that I really with liked. Bringing too, back the Statue, Statue of Liberty. I yeah, thought that, that was, was a dope nice. logo. Yeah. Even though the Rangers have like the most beautiful traditional jersey ever, that logo is, was worth bringing back. Yeah. It was cool. I should have refreshed. I didn't even know we were going to talk about these, to be honest with you. Yeah. But. And I will say the, the bold, probably one of the bolder moves that turned out very well is that Nordiques. Avalanche cross. Oh, that was the other one. The way they Mint. colorized it. Yeah. It, those colors just worked with yeah, it. Yeah. So and sa- they did a great same job. Same reason why I like the Minnesota one so and much. And they're going to sell a fuck ton of those in Quebec. Like, I might even get a couple of, like, whatever, DH Gate jerseys. Well, send them over. Go to the, old, uh, the old Chinese store. There. Yeah. Send them over. Yeah. Alibaba Express. Yeah. Whatever. Or put a the, thousand of them. Let's hustle them. Put the, the name on Crooked. Man, I used to make like 20, 30 bucks a shirt. Doing that, yeah. like not not on a wide scale. Do you think scale. it's a small time podcast? We can hawk like you know China. Jerseys? Might not look good for us considering we already have a supplier. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he gets some knockoff. We jerseys. are our own supplier. Um, La Kings as well. That that uh, color scheme and everything. I thought that was cool. Is that with the old crown? Uh, no, they they kept the same. They kept the uh, Gretzky era logo with the purple and gold though. Right. Okay. Which is cool. Yes, that was enough. That, those were my top three. Mini, that one, and whatever one you just told me that I forgot that I remembered. I thought the caps <laughs> was sharp. Oh, um, <laughs> who cares? Moving right along. I, I, the Coyotes, man. For how wild those ones were. I can't even remember the what they purple like. ones. Pull them up, Jesus. I'm gonna I pull them up. I remember what the Coyotes back. one looked like. It's so ridiculous. Relax. It looks like some roller hockey league jersey, but <laughs> it's. 
It's awesome. It, I don't know how you make that work. But, I mean, the Coyotes have had such a history of, of, of whack jerseys that they could pull it off, and I actually kind of like it. All right, let's load this up here. I got a nice Listen, blazing guy. fast internet here, and it's not even fucking Look at doing anything. Oh, yeah. See, I, I don't know. I kind of like that St. Louis jersey, though. Yeah, I'm not that angry about it. I'm not as angry as you are about it. I'm that's not for sure. angry about it. Just, just too much red. You're like, oh, it was terrible in 96 and no good. It was nicer in 96 with Wayne and Brett skating around in it, but yeah. it was blue then. Brett scoring a shit ton of goals. Like there's some, I guess there's some teams, the color association is so strong. It's like just throwing a, a making some base color or color that, that appears in the threads on the logo, the predominant color of the jersey just looks kind of dumb to me. Yeah. I mean, they're not all going to be super sharp, right? Uh, Carolina's is pretty sweet too. It is, but again, the gray, I don't like the gray. Yeah. Geez, like it's, you're it's, bringing all these things to my attention here and then you're ruining them for yeah, me. Put your glasses on. Jets son. is not gray. It looks like a hoodie. It does kind of, yeah. <laughs> it looks like a hoodie. It's not the worst though, for sure. Oh, I see the yotes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at the crazy. desert at the bottom with I the know. fuck. And there was one that was, there's a variation <laughs> the of that. I can't remember what the 90s version of that looked like. But it came out that same year the Kings had that hideous one with the ugly gargoyle on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's when the Wild Wing came out. And New Jersey is pretty sharp. Yeah, that old that old classic green New Jersey. Edmonton looks like the jersey that they wore last year. Pretty much. <laughs> like some of them are huge strikeouts, eh? And that like that Flames logo Dallas. was ridiculous, Ugh. but it it it's it's I guess it's so far no, from it's the ridiculous. beautiful logo they, logo they had and I've tripped it on the show before, but uh, <laughs> those uniforms just all together the total package look pretty good. Yeah, you know which one I really like? But that cannot be your primary logo. <laughs> no, I really like how they took two different eras of the Buffalo Sabres and mashed them together. They took the yellow and blue color scheme and put it on those wildly... Those were pure... Notorious, were all the notorious all-red ones. Ugly, man, ugly. Nobody and liked that's them. That's a better take of the, on them. Like It, it yeah. is improved. yeah. It yeah. 100%. Like, I actually really like it. And they really had to like do it. something different because they couldn't just throw back to the OG Buffalo Sabres because they've already done that. They, they already they, did they, that, They yeah. started wearing them again. With the blue and yellow. Yeah, That's correct. and going yeah. back to that lighter yellow instead so of that like, gold yellow. And the, those red ones only lasted a few seasons, I think. No, they they were garbage. Like, <laughs> the the black and gray scheme and the, was better than that red abomination. It just sucked. Do you know, um, are they going to wear them against each other? Like I think at the that's same the idea. Is it's going to be like certain nights where I think all the teams playing are going to be wearing them against each other. Okay. That makes more sense than us wearing a fucking weird jersey and you not. Like, dude, oh, I don't know. I guess will the Ducks play Arizona? Maybe. I'm not sure. They might play Arizona if they're in the same Well, I guess division. I have to make sure the jerseys line up because some of them too. are white. It'll look right? like a roller hockey game. Yeah, it'll look so crazy. <laughs> or like a European league game or something. But, man. I mean, that's... I, again, we're poo-pooing a lot of the jerseys because we don't like them. I love the idea, though. Yeah, but I really like some of them. Like I, re- it's not like exactly. I hate them all, and I just like the idea. It's fun. Like we're, we've been talking about them for ten, fifteen yeah, minutes. All these tons people, of buzz. It's a great idea. All these people that are like, "Ooh, it's just another money grab." It's like, no, it's not. I mean, yes, it is, but they're not 
actively stealing money out of your pocket, you morons. You have to go buy it. Yeah, people are paying for them. Like, you don't have to go buy one, but people are going to buy them. Exactly. So they're making money. Like, so why is this such a, business, a big deal? It, therefore, as a business, why, oh, do, new why wouldn't you do it? Why not? There's no reason why you wouldn't. <laughs> Let's never make anything new or have anything different at all. Like, that's the hockey mentality that I think is slowly leaving the game, and it will increase the growth of the game, in my opinion, exponentially. I mean, tradition is the easiest way to stall progression. I well, think as we all know, traditions are great, but it's an easy way to stall your own progression if you're too much into your own ways and traditions. If you're always dismissing new ideas, how are you going to progress? Because someday at some point, shit's just going to pass you by. And that's how the sport dies if it doesn't come up with different ways of engaging. And like we've never seen anything like this, like a league-wide jersey rolled out and yeah like, it, was, it was cool and you know I what like it. i said some of them suck some of them are great mm-hmm. um but overall you can't say it was a bad idea for them to do this no and if you if the nhl just existed out of nothing tomorrow and they announced all 31 team names nicknames jerseys and color schemes what do you think would happen let's go a bunch of people would be like these ones are awesome and a bunch of people would be like these ones are terrible it's no different oh yeah it's, it's no it's no different yeah. it's just another way for you to, to to rep your team basically and i i really see no problem with that whatsoever i thought it was a cool thing to do and uh, i'm always looking for new ways to spend my money I guess, and I'll, I'll have to hang on to it for now because ours is terrible. I'm not, I'm not buying that jersey, not a chance. Yeah, but what about if Poppy like rips off a hattie in it? No, you gonna it's drop gonna one? Take more than that. Not even a DH gate special. Uh, well, ah, no, maybe no. a Touch Cow special. Bud. I don't know. We'll see if it like. I don't know. I it, it leaves a lot <laughs> to be desired because I I've liked every jersey they've put out for the past several years. Like, uh, well, I guess. In the last what three seasons, four seasons, they put out two jerseys uh, for the the January first games that they played in, um, both of which were quite nice. Yeah, I agree. The white one less, um, but the the blue one they wore in twenty sixteen, I absolutely love. Oh, so it's just it's just a amazing. it's a rare miss for Maple for Maple Leafs, and that's why it's it's disappointing for us fans. I think that's a good way to put it. I think that's a really good way to put it. Um, you know what, dude? We're uh, coming up on an hour here. What do you want to do? I don't know. Do you got anything else uh, pressing here today? I mean, there's a few things in there. I don't like. We had a nice show here. Maybe, maybe, maybe we wrap it up. Maybe. I know maybe. you. I I know you had a couple of things in there, dude. That I thought you you might have wanted to get to. I know it was super big having Kendall Coin Schofield uh, join Chicago as player development coach. Uh, and what youth hockey uh, specialist or yeah, something? Yeah, youth hockey growth. Specialist. That was big news. I mean, we should be giving her props here because she made her name. I mean, she made her name in the international stage, of course, playing for Team USA. But then she really made her name last year at the skills competition, where she just blew everybody away. Yeah. Right. So I mean, she obviously has some skills, and I think it's super important to try and erase that stupid black line between male and female. I mean, there are women out there that can dummy you. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's just put that hat on and wear it around a little bit because it's very true. Yeah. And I definitely wanted to shout her out. We did talk a lot about her back uh, when she did make that appearance in the skills competition at the NHL. 
Um, but yeah, Chicago's hired her and, uh, you know, something else that a uh, little tidbit I picked up from Myrtle there online is that he mentioned that youth hockey is really exploding in a lot of U.S. markets right now. And Chicago is a big part of that. So this is just another strong investment for them on that side of, uh, of developing and growing the game in their area. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think it's I think it's obvious that a, a person, uh, a woman like Schofield, Kendall Coyne Schofield, is not going to be uh, getting caught up in some bullshit negative negative people out there, you know, that are all tied up in it. Because I will tell you, I, I didn't go out there and, you know, write it all over fucking Facebook and Twitter and stuff, but I talked to my friends about it and I said, you know what, I didn't really care much for Kendall on, on, on the broadcast. But she was new. How can I just be like, oh, she's terrible. I'm yeah. just giving my honest feedback. Like, she wasn't a natural. End of story. Okay. Right. But put her on the ice. Goddamn natural. Right. All right. Just because you're not a natural in the fucking booth doesn't mean yeah. you're bad at other things. And I was just being honest saying that I didn't think she was cut out for, for booth. And of course now you got, Oh, well, Oh yeah. Because she's a girl. Eh? Like, no, it has nothing to do with that at all. There are lots of other females out there that are great in booth and on cam and all this other stuff. She's a player. And what is she doing? Developing players right yeah so like and she's gonna market well and as you pointed out with the youth growth uh in the usa that's only great things you got usa stars like austin matthews coming out of arizona i mean it, the game is in in a good way and i just again brings me back they got to get this thing sorted out so we can get back to the ice yeah absolutely and and like you said it, it's good that she's really leveraged that profile and that platform that she that she really sees, I would say, I, you know, I don't think saying given to would be the right uh, way of phrasing it, but the platform that she seized um, and, and just launched that in opportunities where she, you know, try your hand at broadcasting, try your hand at coaching, try your hand at, at development. Like oh, clearly she's found a good fit for her with Chicago. And uh, I think it's something that's going to be interesting to watch and uh, to see, you know, what she, what she really brings to them. But uh, I think, the one the one thing that caught my eye when this story was big was that somebody had a chart where they showed the male to female employee employment ratio among NHL franchises. Okay. And there I'm not going to say who does what or where anybody's located on the chart. Yeah, yeah. But there are a few teams that are leading the pack a lot further than the majority of the NHL. And there are a handful of teams at the bottom of the list that employ zero women. Oh, zero. So I think that is probably an area that some teams are going to want to take a closer look at. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I'm not going to speak to weakness and strengths and diversity and all that kind of stuff because it's out there. So there's there are lots of people smarter than myself who are advocating for, you know, erasing a lot of what used to be considered prerequisites to working in sport, you know, whether it's looking at people who never played the game before, but bring other attributes to the table, whether it's looking at females or people from, you know, a lot, there's a little big stir when Columbus hired a finished GM, just looking outside of that, that hockey, 
that hockey factory, I guess. I, I, I don't know how to describe what it well, is. Well, kind of like Old Boys that, Club. Yeah, the, the Old, Old Boys, Boys Club. Club, it's probably the best way of terming it. You're right. right. That's, like, that's the way of saying what it is. We're you moving know, away oh, well, from this, that. This guy's dad played in the NHL, and, he's, and you know, he's, he's been coaching for 10 years, so we should bring him in. And like, I just <laughs> I just like that, that smart people in high positions in the NHL are looking beyond conventional wisdom to gain competitive advantages. Well, I mean, like, let's just call a spade a spade here, Lesko. I mean, it, it really wasn't that long ago that they couldn't even vote, for God's sakes. You know, like... we In the terms of human history, it wasn't that long that's ago. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't mean it wasn't that long ago. It was just a couple decades. Like, it, it's just... We're obviously going to evolve as the fucking world spins and we learn more about ourselves and whatnot, you know? Like, it, it, we're we're... I don't want to say pushing boundaries because there shouldn't be boundaries. Right. And that's what's happening. We're going, like you said, we're going outside. You're going against what has been There used to be boundaries. Convention, well, conventional wisdom. It's, yeah. just, it's just what's been ingrained in the culture of sport for so long. Just like it was the culture at a lot of workplaces when women weren't there. I mean, it's just sport is probably slower to catch on, especially the male leagues like you know NHL is a men's hockey league quote unquote at the end of the day so but there's nothing to say that women can't work at different roles in the organizations absolutely right like yeah. uh, you know for if, sure we're not going to see we don't see women playing the game it doesn't mean we can't see one behind the bench yeah that's right? right so it's 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 very cool to see it's exciting and all that and and uh yeah I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying there um Keeping on the topic of women's hockey, though, quickly, uh, NWHL announced that they have their shit together, unlike the National Hockey League. Um, they have announced that they have a bubble season set up for six teams, five games plus playoffs, and they're being paid their full salaries despite not having a full slate of games for the season. Probably a little easier for them to get Maybe it done. A There's a lot of less revenue sharing and stuff going and on there. And a lot, lost, lot of lost, less money to fight over. <laughs> so I kind of played you off like the Oscars there. I thought we were going to be. Oh, one more thing we have to know. Like, well, hurry up. You only got like okay, okay, okay. 30 seconds. Our old buddy Jerry Sharks is in the news. Oh. Okay, Garrett Sparks just signed an ECHL deal with the Orlando Solar Bears. Hey, that's part of the Leafs organization. Oh, they used to be. That's oh, they're not anymore? Oh, the up. Growlers that's are. That's where he right. came up. Okay. Right? So if you want to know what the free agent market's like in the NHL right now, that's how tough it is. <laughs> well, I mean, is he good enough to be above that level of play? I don't know. We're how do you drop gonna... from the NHL to the East Coast League? I don't know. Because you're Garrett Sparks, did you not watch him play? I did watch him play once or twice. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry to play you off like that, but we're... We're That's cold. Okay. No, I think we're good we're here. We're cold outer on the show here. I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. We got a busy December. There's lots more to come. I mean, we're just going to keep it rolling. All right. Well, that's it. Episode 71 is a wrap. We'll see you guys again next week and then the week after that. And then I'm not sure about the week after that, but Possibly. we'll see. We'll see you when we see you.